0: The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon, Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. Ross were brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Ross were brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at BetterFantasy.com SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com SGPN roster brought to you by manscaped the leaders in below the belt grooming head over to manscaped.com and use promo code sgp for 20 percent off of your order and free shipping and of course don't forget to download the sgpn app your home for all our free picks and podcasts hey, hey. Deep Welcome everyone to the Propcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, January 26th, currently 12:37 on the East Coast. And joining me to break down the NBA player props for this Wednesday night schedule, it's my main man, the man that does it both on and off the court for SGPN, Scott Raichel. Scott, how you feeling this Wednesday afternoon, buddy?
1: It feels pretty good. To be honest, I kind of pivoted my actual plays to college during the early part of the week, so that's been going well. But as for the NBA, not really much to add. Uh, I've had a little bit on the Lakers yesterday, so I can't say I'm that disappointed. It was a good spot for them. The Nets without Durant and Harden, don't, I'm not, sorry, not Durant and Hart, Durant and Kyrie yeah. don't exactly look uh, good. So I wasn't surprised that with Anthony Davis, the Lakers responded, not going to overreact to it, but as a whole, it's been going pretty well. How's it going with you?
0: Yeah, it's going pretty well. I know we had some discussions offline yesterday and uh, when I recorded the pod with uh, Zach on uh, Monday evening for the Tuesday games, um, we're leaning towards the Nets, but then I also told you I kind of dug more into it. And then, you know, you've been harping on this when we talked about the Nets that, There's not much around this roster outside of the big three. And especially when you don't have two out of the big three, there's going to be a significant drop-off. So I got on the Lakers. And then also was on the Spurs last night as well. Um, Just because it it always feels good to know when to fade your team in the right spots. And I think both of us were spot on with that yesterday. So uh, put a, you know, separate bets on them also parlayed together. So that was a pretty good night as well for um, as far as sides, I uh, did have
1: a bit of a bad beat, though, yesterday. I had Jokic to to record a triple-double and uh, the Nuggets to win. And I, I'm trying to get the exact price that I had. I had it in a parlay, but I'm trying to yeah. remember. Every now and then I'll throw in a little amount on a couple of player props, go for some long shots, Yeah. try to hit a 100-to-1 parlay or something. I don't know. But, you know, just a chip in a chair. You got to dream. But Jokic... Didn't get there, man. He had I forgot yeah. I, I forgot what it was. He had eight assists, I think, through three quarters, and he only had nine in the end.
0: Yeah, um, I had the over in this game, and this closed at around that's think, bad two seventeen. Uh, what,
1: what, what do you have thirty? I got it 30, at twenty eight points in the fourth quarter. Thirty three points in the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, they combined for thirty three in the fourth quarter. Uh Thirteen for the Denver Nuggets and twenty for the uh, Detroit Pistons. Um, i don't want to get into it again i'm still sour yeah. about it but yeah uh jokic had i mean a great nine last night 28 21 but is this shy of the triple double it I was think
1: plus he, 350 for triple double and the nuggets to win oh man
0: oh yeah. that yeah that kind that hurts man yeah. um and especially i think tonight might be a night where you might want to be right back at it with uh jokic and the uh the triple double and the nuggets to win but um
1: well, I do want to ask you something, though, since yeah, you, go ahead. we both had action on the game. Did you watch any of that game, or were you watching the Lakers-Nets game?
0: I was actually – I caught the tail end of this uh, Pistons and the Nuggets game. I didn't – like. I watched, like, the okay. final minute just because I needed the over. I was like, what the hell is going on? But mm-hmm. um, would you have thoughts on it?
1: Well, I was only going to ask because Cade went nuts last night. Yeah. He had 34-8-8. Eight, and eight. And I know Mobley is the favorite, as he should be, to win Rookie of the Year. Mm -hmm. I don't want to turn this into a full Rookie of the Year conversation, but since it is the prop cast, I want to ask, do you think that Cade is now undervalued when it comes to looking at his Rookie of the Year prize?
0: I think if he's able to continue, I mean, not drop 34 points a night, obviously. It's a big
1: if, but I am curious because you know that when it comes to these awards, Cade's going to get a lot more recognition. than Evan Mobley in the media markets just because of the fact that Cade was the number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. So I am curious, since Detroit has nothing to play for and Cade has the ball in his hands all the time, if you think that maybe the markets have, let's just say, given a little bit too much respect to Mobley, Mm -hmm. and there should be a bit more on Cade.
0: I think so, um, especially like you said, like that they have nothing to play for. But he's been consistent over the last two months here, uh, mm-hmm. exactly averaging 17.9 points per game, uh, shooting well from the free throw line. Uh, no, I would give it to Mobley.
1: Like, okay, I, I don't yeah. think it's a debate right now, but if you want to make the argument trying to find a value play right around the all star break or a little bit before it, I do think taking Cade. We've seen Mobley get injured already this season, Uh and we saw how that has impacted the award shifting for, let's just say, Draymond Green for Defensive Player of the Year. It just takes one injury, and next thing you know, the odds completely shift. So if Mobley gets injured again, or the fact that Mobley, even though the Cavaliers are really, really good, and he's a big reason why, Mm -hmm. Garland gets a lot of recognition now because he's a walking double-double. Jared Allen might be an all-star. I am curious if Mobley gets overshadowed by the quality players around him, while Detroit seems to just be force feeding Cade into a bunch of stats every night.
0: Yeah, and I think another point for the Cavs might be that do we think that J.B. Pickersab is going to win Coach of the Year? That if this I think team... it's going to be
1: Monty Williams, but I think that he'll
0: come in second place. Yeah, so I think that if I don't, I'm kind of the type of person or better that thinks that if I don't think two awards could go to the same team, so I think that there is a little bit of value on right now Cade Cunningham to get. Player of the uh, Sorry, uh, rookie of the year, um, especially at plus 750, man. I mean, Evan Mobley... That seems like a steal to me. Yeah, and you're not going to bet minus 225 right now on Evan Mobley. He is the betting favorite, but, um, you know, if, if he's able to creep up to 20 points per game and, you know, continue to be consistent from the three-point line, he's a great free-throw shooter. Uh, he's at 80, about 85% uh, for the season. He's shooting, what, 38% from three-point land, 40% last month, so... Mm. I think the value is there. The conversation is there for him to to grab some value there, especially with Mobley now upwards of minus 220, minus 225 as rookie of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah, think Kate right to now, the,
1: yeah. Yeah. He's uh-huh. averaging 16, 5, and 5. Yeah. Of course, there's some decimals in there, but still, rounding mm-hmm. rounding down to the whole number. Yeah. I do think that if K could bump it to maybe 17 and a half and one six in there, either six rebounds or six assists, Mm -hmm. it's going to be really tough to not give serious consideration to a guy averaging 17, six, and five. Yeah, I I just feel like you'd automatically have to be in consideration. Now, I know his field goal percentage is awful. He's shooting Mm -hmm. 40.8 this season. A lot of that was the early season struggles. Yeah. So I do think that if he can finish strong, Mm -hmm. like he has for the last really just month, and you can project him to continue that pace, for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I think he should be right there with Mobley. I would still give it to Mobley. Yeah. Assuming Mobley stays healthy and everything. Mm-hmm. But I do think that you said plus 750. Yes. Barnes, I like as a player. He's not, he has no chance. Nobody's talking about Scotty Barnes anymore. Yeah. So what other candidates do you have?
0: Uh So... Uh, Franz Wagner is now the significant drop off after uh, Kate Cunningham at fifteen to one, and then it's Josh getting twenty to one after And that. what's Barnes? What's Barnes at plus four fifty? He's a second.
1: Okay, so my question for you: Do you think there's any chance Barnes actually wins the award? Because I don't.
0: I don't think so. I think what you just said that there's nobody really talking about him. Kind of, oh, and I he's guess, been overshadowed
1: uh, by Van Vliet being an all star, and you got Pat Siakam, Pascal who's yeah. playing really well. Like yeah. I don't know how people give recognition. It also doesn't help that he plays in Canada. No offense, but the American markets don't (laughs) exactly care that much about Canada. Yeah. It is what it is. That's why Toronto was underrated the whole year with Kawhi when they won the title. It's because American markets didn't want to give them respect they deserved. Right. So I do think that the fact that he plays internationally, that's what I'm going to call it, I think that's going to hurt him. But I was going to ask if you wanted to place a bet right now. I know you said Mobley's not worth it right now at minus 220-something, and I do agree Mm-hmm. Do you think it's worth to set up an arbitrage where you take Mobley and Cade for guaranteed profit? Because I really don't see how Barnes is going to win the award. It seems yeah. like right now it's a two horse race.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you that it's it's going to be Mobley or Cade. Um, Barnes, like I think that the, I like him. The media has been talking more about Franz Wagner than Scotty Barnes. And they're not giving it
1: to somebody in Orlando, but that's just a true testament to how little they care about Toronto.
0: Exactly. So I think yeah, you're right. It's between those two guys, between Mobley and Cade. I would probably put down on Cade right now. Um, if he continues, and like you said, I, I've been looking at his stats right now. So you've been talking about Caden gradually. You're right that he's been getting better and better uh, as the uh, months kind of progress here, especially his shooting percentage went from 30, about 37 percent up to 42 percent. And this month, he's about 45 and a half percent. So that continues to get better. Yeah, I think that, you know, this is an award market to definitely keep an eye out for sure.
1: He's the only reason why ESPN shows highlights of Pistons games.
0: Yeah, I think rightfully so, too, right? I mean, he had a great game last night against the Denver Nuggets. He scored 34, 8, and 8. Um, you know, previous game against Utah, he had 25 points. So I think that if he's able to increase that scoring average, yeah. you, like That's you what said, I was saying, 17, around 17, 18, 18, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that the value at plus 750 is definitely there for Cade Cunningham. Um, yeah. So last night, uh, we were having a conversation on, on what you kind of wanted to get off your chest. I'm going to leave this as an intro. Uh, 35 is the number, so I'll give you the floor here, Scott. Um, what are we getting off of your chest this week? So
1: we got to talk about a team here that was doing really well in the Eastern Conference early on. I believe they were the one seed for about... I don't know, twelve hours or so, twenty-something hours, and then something like that. They fallen off a cliff. And Terrell and I talked about this team going through the updated win totals or the live win totals during the season. And I liked the under on the updated line for the Wizards. And now we got to talk about them because they are falling apart. And you look at what happened yesterday, they're playing the Clippers at home. They're up 35 with about 49 seconds left in the second quarter. No Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, and the Wizards lost the game. They just straight up blew a 35-point lead. Beal fouled Canard on a three-point shot that went in with, like I forgot what it was, one second left or something. I'm still not sure what Beal was doing. He just let Kennard walk up to the three-point line. You should have fouled him when he crossed half court, but you know, that's just me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kuzma's putting up numbers. The issue for me, which I'm sure people will get a bit offended by if you're a big Bradley Beal guy, I don't know if he's a winning player. And I feel like people are going to defend him because of all the 50-point games he's had, because of all of the shooting ability he has. What has he ever won? And are we sure that he's actually a number one on a team? Because I think there's no chance he's a number one on an actual contending team.
0: So about Bradley Bill?
1: Yeah. I think that his no. defensive numbers are so bad that it offsets everything he does offensively. And he needs to be a Robin. He's not good enough to be a Batman.
0: No, he's not. And I think that we've talked about this even, I think, when we we're previewing the NBA season that Bradley Bill is a guy that you probably... I like even when John Wall was there, Scott, that he was the, he was, he was the Robin. He wasn't the Batman at that point. And I think that for him to win a championship, he's going to have to be a Robin, maybe even a third guy, possibly like, depending on where he ends up. But
1: I don't even want, I don't even mean win a title, I mean, can he be a Batman on a team that actually wins a playoff series?
0: No, I don't even know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, Look, Bradley was a great player, right? He, I think that, Top, I think that he is a top twenty-five player, but I don't think he is capable of.
1: I don't think it makes his teammates better.
0: Yeah, and I think that he's a he's a good Robin, maybe to a guy next to like Damian Lillard. You know, I'm just throwing names out there. I think Mm -hmm. that's the type of guy that he would have to be next to for him to be.
1: I would Um, take the overs if they were the backcourt for. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, for sure, and I agree with you that yeah he's not he's not going to be the the Batman to a team to win a playoff series.
1: I think that for the rest of the team, Kuzma's been great. I don't know if you want to keep Kuzma or you want to blow the entire thing up and flip him. This is probably the highest trade value that Kuzma's ever had. So I don't know what you can get for him easily at first. The question is, can you get multiple picks? You might be able to. I really don't know. It seems like Kuzma is really the perfect stretch for in today's NBA, just how and how he's rebounding the ball Yeah, but. You're looking at Beal and every single game he'll drop 25 to 30. We know that he has the ability to average 30 points per game for a season, mm-hmm. but he's had injury issues in the past. It hasn't been as common recently, but that it, that is always a concern. And if he's not going to drop, let's just say 30 plus points a game, which he kind of needs to to even be, in my opinion, a top 25 player, I think he's an elite scorer in the nba when you say he's a great player i don't know if he actually is because he's quite one-dimensional
0: defenses wins your championships as they say right and i think that well it's also
1: passing and rebounding. i mean yeah. he's a great scorer. that's pretty much it
0: yeah that's pretty much it and we've seen like consistently throughout his career where he's been able to average what 20 20 plus points in every single season that he's played but I think a true Batman like you you mentioned makes his teammates better, or you know is a great passer as well uh, as a leader. And I just don't see that from Bradley Beal. Right? I think that the, the, the biggest question for Washington is going to be what direction do they kind of want to go in? Because I, I think that Terrell hit the hit the nail on the head at the beginning of the season where he said that hey, they just kind of put together a squad to pick but uh, play some pickup basketball like in a random gym. That that's what it kind of feels like between uh, or sorry for the Washington Wizards. So. I think when the offseason kind of comes around, it's going to be they got to figure out what direction they want to go in, whether that's going to be on the back of Bradley Beal. you want to trade him? I mean, we've heard other trade rumors come brought across for the Washington Wizards on players that are available for trade. Like they have this youth movement with like mm-hmm. Rui Achimora and De- Danny Avdia, Kyle Kuzma, you could throw in there. Is that the direction you want to go? And then are you going to gonna trade Bradley Beal, Montrez, Harold, some of the older veterans on this team? So I think that's the biggest question right now for the Washington Wizards.
1: Well, if you were GM, I'm assuming you would probably trade Beal in the offseason, right? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the point is of keeping him. Beal right. still has a lot of recognition and a lot of cachet. He could probably get you two firsts. I think one yeah. team would gamble a playoff contending team. It mm-hmm. might be back end of the first round, yeah. but you'd still get draft capital. And I do think that if you're the Wizards and you know Beal cannot be your best player if you're going to compete for anything or even just make it to the second round, then you have a hodgepodge group of guys who I agree are kind of like a pickup basketball team. They're a talented pickup basketball team, but there's really (laughs) no cohesion involved. And I do wonder if there's no real immediate future. You have a first-year head coach and Wes Unsell Jr., who I think is pretty good, despite the choke job yesterday. Mm -hmm. What's the point? Wizards are going to have to go through a serious rebuild within the next couple of years. It feels that way, which is why you've started to see a bit of a youth movement. Mm-hmm. How does Beal fit any of those plans?
0: He doesn't. I think that this Beal has been over the last several seasons, Scott, a, a very hot name that's been in true trade rumors. But he's always came out and said the right things that he wants to stay in Washington and, and be in Washington. But I think it's going to come to a point where either he's going to have to make that decision or the front office is going to have to say, we're going to go in a different direction that we want to have this youth movement that we have, get draft picks and let you go win a title or be at least get into the playoffs with another team and trade you and try to get more draft assets, whether like you said, that's either if it's back into the draft or, or wherever that case might be. So I think that, it's not too shocking or, or bold prediction to say that this might be the last season for Bradley Beal in a Washington Wizards uniform.
1: I think loyalty is a great thing, of course, for superstars to have when you're a franchise that's a bit of a small market. Yeah, Well, I'm thinking of, for example, you mentioned the backcourt. We joked about the defense. Damian Lord and yeah. Portland, of course, is grateful that he's been so loyal over the years. He hasn't tried to pull an AD and force himself out when it was kind of a I don't want to say it's kind of just a rude move to do, but you know, it is what it is. But at some point you got to just realize what you have. And you can look at Portland for comparison. They have McCollum, they have Nurkic, they have pieces. They've won a couple playoff series. They've been to the Western conference finals. It has the Lillard McCollum team ever been good enough to seriously compete for a title. And the answer is no, no, because they got swept by golden state. Yeah. Twice, right? Did they make yeah. it to one Western Conference Final or two?
0: I think they made it to one for sure. They made it uh, to
1: one. I remember Golden State swept them. They blew a lead in basically every game. But the yeah. point is, it's a good story. I think that it's nice when athletes don't just jump ship to, to ring chase. Mm-hmm. But if you're the franchise and the player wants $40, 50000000 million with the increasing salary cap, and he's not going to help you actually win a title because your team's just not good enough, and you can't attract enough quality free agents to surround him, With elite talent, then what's the point?
0: Yeah. Do you think a backcourt of Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard makes sense, or is there a trade to be had there?
1: I don't think it would make sense for either team, just because I don't think defensively they'd be good enough to win a championship either. Plus, Lillard's up there in years, yeah. So that would take a pretty big risk to acquire him with a couple years, because if you end up acquiring Lillard and you put him with Beal, if it could go south really quickly. And if it does, you're going to be trading one of the two for pennies on the dollar. Mm -hmm. It seems like you're just committed until the contract expires, right?
0: Yeah, pretty much. And I think that Damian Lillard, again, came out on the offseason, said all the right things that, hey, he wants to be in Portland, but it's going to come to a point where he's going to want to 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 go to a contending team and be traded or just ask Portland to pay him $50 million a year to be there and just finish out the rest of his career and just collect the bag.
1: Well, I'll ask Uh, you, if you're Portland's GM, Lillard, of course, has been the most influential player that you've had probably since Brandon Roy. I yeah. think that's a fair statement. Sure. Now the question that I have is as a GM, would you continue to pay Lillard fifty plus million dollars until he like retires or whatever? You have the all-time loyalty angle, your retirees jersey in the rafters, but you don't win anything. Or do you ship him now for a couple of picks and pray you hit a let's just say uh, Royal flush with the first round picks you might acquire there. So I don't know if you would keep Lillard and just try to sell tickets. I like to win championships. And I yeah. do think that if your team's that far away with all of the pieces that you currently have, that might be a little bit difficult to move. I think Lillard and McCollum should both be moved because I don't know what the point is of keeping them. You're not good enough to win.
0: Yeah, I would move. Uh, I would move Lillard because we can say his stock is still at, it's still high. Yeah. Right? As, it's not I mean, as high
1: as, a, as it once was, but it's yeah, still
0: high. I mean, yeah. I mean, as the years progress, that's only going to depreciate. But I, I think that for, especially that since they have a new head coach right now with Chauncey Billups, like you just want to wipe the clean, the clean slate, you know, just thank Damian Lillard for what he's done for you, for the organization. He, Do Lillard
1: he, and Billups even get along? Because I know that Lillard promoted the hiring of Billups during the off season. Yeah it looked like they hated each other during the entire season. (laughs) It looks like the entire team didn't really like Chauncey Billups. I'm being honest with you.
0: I'm not sure if that was the right hire for the Portland Trail Blazers. or you noticed that too. It seems like
1: a lot of players just really don't like playing for Billups.
0: Yeah, I, I I've noticed that. And it's, it's such a difficult conversation, I guess, for lack of better words to find a player that love absolutely loves a coach or a new hire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think I, it's going to be a very interesting offseason, Scott. I, you know, we talked yeah. about, we threw out the names with Bradley Beal with, you know, CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard, James Harden, we could throw into that list as well. The reports that are coming out about him. So, um,
1: well, he doesn't have to worry about it because the Nets will only keep Kyrie or Harden. So he's not going to have to worry about playing with Kyrie that much longer.
0: Yeah. So, again, it's going to be a very interesting offseason to see where kind of these players end up or, or what the decisions are going to be made by front offices. Would you uh, trade
1: a Lillard, potentially? I, I know that uh, some people aren't exactly big fans of this player because he hasn't played all year. Would you trade Lillard or McCollum for Ben Simmons? He's a lot younger.
0: I think you kind of have to because of the age, right?
1: That's what I was saying, because Portland, I'm making the argument they might need a full rebuild. So if you want to go through a young, a younger core, I know Simmons isn't the most liked guy because of the current disappearing act that he's had, but still, he's one of the best defensive players in the league, and he's still a very solid floor general. We know he yep. can't shoot, but he does everything else well. Mm-hmm. I am curious at some point if Portland decides we have a bunch of older assets, the... I'd say the era is over. It's time to prepare for the future. And yeah. I feel like Simmons is a guy you could get who's still, I don't even know how old Simmons is at this point. Was he 24, 25 he's 25. Okay. So he still has a bunch of years left before potentially even reaching his prime. Yeah. That seems like a pretty good spot where you could get a Simmons and make him look really good or even just keep him and see what happens and maybe flip him a couple of years down the road. But I do think it's worth mentioning. Are you that low on Ben Simmons, by the way? I know the personality-wise, you know, he's not exactly a guy you'd want to deal with because it seems like it's either his way or he just basically rage quits the operation. But I am curious if you think that he might be worth trading for if you're Portland because the older core is clearly not going to cut it anymore.
0: Yeah, I think number one for Portland that obviously you do get a lot younger with Ben Simmons and, and the youth movement that you have there. For me about Ben Simmons is...
1: I'm throwing it out there.
0: Yeah, I, I'm 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 not a Ben Simmons look defensively great player, but it's a jump shooting league. And yep. when you're one of your one of your two best players, I'm talking about Philly right now in Ben Simmons, that number one, he can't make a jump shot, he can't hit free throws. That doesn't equate to me as a number one or even a number two guy on a roster, right? Like Can ben, you
1: use him as like a small ball point five?
0: Like a Is Draymond a possibility? Green. Like he's, he's like a Draymond, Draymond or
1: even a LeBron. I can't compare him to LeBron, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Smaller yeah, yeah. lineups. Can he play a five?
0: I think he could help. He's 6'11". That's what he I'm could, saying. Yeah. So
1: I I do think you could create, a I don't want to say like a Death Star lineup where mm-hmm. you, it's Golden State quality, but I do think if you put Simmons at a five yeah. and you surround him with a bunch of shooters... Yeah. You could create a pretty dangerous lineup in terms of mismatches.
0: Yeah. I think he's very, very like Draymond, Draymond Green esque. Like, no, Mm -hmm. no jump shot. Like, he defensively great. He can run your offense for you, get all the, you know, get your offense flowing, get the guys in the right spot. But for me, I for Ben Simmons, like, it's a jump shooting lead. You got to have to make a jump shot sooner or later. And even if that, if you can't even hit free throws, then, you know, you're no good to me. So,
1: I'm not a big Ben Simmons guy, but I do well, think I think you have to hate, make that trade. I think the hate has gotten so strong that I actually think Simmons has flipped from overrated to underrated.
0: I think it's the fact that how the things have kind of transpired in Philly where that hate's kind of coming from.
1: Uh, ben Simmons is completely wrong. I'm, I'm not justifying yeah. any of his actions. He disappeared yeah. in the playoffs and then he physically disappeared from the team. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not defending Ben Simmons. I'm just saying he was so hated on for that Atlanta series that nobody wanted anything to do with him. He's still a solid NBA point guard. And I do feel like because of all the hate and because of the recency bias, he's a bit underrated now because people forget about all the good things he did before the awful Atlanta series. That's my point.
0: Yeah. Do you think he'll be back this season? No,
1: I think Simmons is done. I don't know why he would come back because Philly, with Embiid potentially winning MVP, doesn't look like they've really missed him that much. Yeah. Now, do I think Philly's going to win the championship? Of course not. No, no. they don't have enough talent around him. Yeah. I don't even know what assets they have when it comes to creating a better supporting cast unless they actually find a way to ship Simmons off, mm-hmm. which is not going to happen. Nobody's going to take him midway through the season. Yeah. And I do think that Philly's kind of just stuck and hoping Embiid can carry them somewhere, Yeah. probably the second round. Mm-hmm. But are they going to beat Milwaukee in a playoff series? No, are they going to be Brooklyn? maybe I don't I don't know. Will they beat Miami? I'd say no I think Miami's too good to, I think Miami' is too good too well-rounded. I think Philly's probably the third or fourth best team in the Eastern Conference but do I think Simmons coming back would make them a title contender? No, so I don't really know what you do if you're Philly.
0: Yeah, again, another player to add to that list for the offseason moves, uh, with Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, CJ. Well, that's home, why James I brought up Harden, Simmons because so. you
1: mentioned all the names, but Simmons, yeah. of course, is one of the main names.
0: Yeah, 100 percent So I think that right now for Philly, it's all gonna be about getting Joel Embiid, the MVP. Like you know, you're not gonna yeah. be able to make any you know noise in the playoffs. Maybe do you see you think if round.
1: Simmons comes back, they're good enough to actually win a title, because I definitely no. do not.
0: No, I mean they had him last season and Atlanta beat them. And Ben Simmons just was an absolute no show, and it's going to take like Ben Simmons hasn't played a what a game. Obviously, he hasn't played any games this season. It's going to take him. It's going to mess up the chemistry of the team. Yeah. Um, it's going to take him a while to get up to game speed, and, and at that point, it's going to might be a little too late. Um, and again, I think that the pure talent that we talk about on this Philly roster is just not there for to win a championship. So,
1: you think uh, I trust Doc Rivers in multiple seven game series?
0: No, but do you trust Daryl? you trust Daryl more to construct a championship roster?
1: See, Mori, I'm torn with because the truth is that Houston team that lost to Golden State in 7 yeah. that missed 27 straight three-pointers, they probably hey, won hey. the championship in like 90 something percent of the seasons. So, like yeah. they were a really really good team. Like I can't blame Mori there then he tried to get even more invested, but he was against one of the greatest dynasties of all time. I'm not going to criticize him for constantly losing to Golden State. Yeah. I mean Golden State had the crazy comeback they got durant I mean, what what are you supposed to do? You just lose, so yeah. I'm not going to blame Maury. I also am curious if he's handled the Simmons situation correctly because he's clearly asking for way too much, but you don't want to admit that your number one trade asset is worth fifty percent of what he used to be worth so yeah. i don't know what he's supposed
0: to say, you know he wants the James Harden hall that he got. From yeah. or what well, Houston, but you I mean, if you kind of take a look at what the hall was, it really wasn't, it really wasn't that exciting for the Houston Rockets. Like James Harden pretty much forced his way out of Houston. But
1: the point is more, he's completely overvaluing Simmons, but yeah. isn't that what you're supposed to do as a business person? When you're yeah. trying to get rid of an asset, you can't say, oh, you know, he's, he's okay. A little rough around the edges. No, you want to say he's the greatest player of all times. So you can get a potential extra pick.
0: Yeah, and I, we heard the trade rumors about um, Ben Simmons uh, to the Sacramento Kings about was I was ask Burton. But
1: well, not even Halliburton. Would you do Simmons for, like, Fox? Yeah. I would. I would, too. I, I love you. Yeah, he's yeah. a
0: great player. I love watching him play. He's one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA. So I think he would be a great uh, addition to the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. And again, Sacramento, another team that has young or a team that probably needs to start going in a different direction and then just wipe the slate clean and start all over. And I think Ben Simmons would probably be a pretty good uh, starting piece there. Um, anything else, uh, Scott, before we get into our player props for this Wednesday night schedule?
1: Well, we had a discussion about who was going to be the team I roasted. It's going to be the, of course, it was the
0: Wizards. Yeah.
1: The other contestant was actually Darren Fox's team. Now, coincidentally, Fox did not play last night. They lost by 53 to the Celtics. That's the largest home win in Celtics history. This isn't a good Celtics team. Yeah. So let's just be clear on that. But the Kings. Another team, I know you love the win total under because why would Sacramento ever do anything good? Yeah. Basketball related. <laughs> I, I It's another situation where you can just talk about. I mentioned trading Lillard and company. Those are the older guys. Even for the younger guys, it looks like Halliburton's the player. You should try to build around because when Fox was out, he just walked into 20 and 12 every night. Yeah. Fox doesn't seem like he has really any future with this team. Mm-hmm. I am curious how quickly you just trade him.
0: I think the sooner the better, obviously. But I mean, last time, yeah. if you just look at that box score for the it Sacramento, it's it just it It's bad. nasty. Like they were what 30% from the field, only had one player in double figures, which is they Buddy were down Hill.
1: 33 at the half.
0: Yeah. And it took Buddy Hill to get into double figures off of 14 shots. But he yeah. was the
1: only player in double figure. Yeah, by the exactly. Way. Yeah,
0: that's he what I was, was saying. Started. They only had, what, 26, 36 points from their starters last night? It wasn't uh, good. Yeah, scrap it away. That, I mean, this is one bad game. Move on. Yeah, they have a game tonight. So you got to have a short memory. Uh, Scott, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here, bud. And then we'll jump into our player props for this uh, Wednesday night schedule in the NBA. Ready to win money and boost your odds? Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive reward right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet is now beginning pre-registration for the state of Louisiana. Place a $10 bet and regardless of the outcome, you'll receive $250 in free bets when WinBet goes live in Louisiana. All other new customers have a chance to get $200 in free bets with the same $10 bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now, or visit wynbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family's jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for you. It's 20% off your entire order and free worldwide shipping with promo code SGP at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Guys, make sure to get Manscaped, the the, the precision package the lawnmower 4.0 guys valentine's day is coming up whether you got to impress the lady uh obviously either your wife your girlfriend or a special lady friend look nobody likes being in the rough right it's it's a golf term nobody likes being in the rough we like being in the fairway it's smooth it's clean so make sure to head over to manscaped.com check out the performance package and get 20 percent off of your entire order. 20% off, and just make sure to use that promo code SGP, you'll get 20% off, you'll get free worldwide shipping, and Manscaped is where it at right now, guys. We gotta take care of ourselves as well, Um, so make sure Valentine's Day is coming up, or you have that special date coming up, you're getting close to that third, date threshold you guys know what i'm talking about so you want to be make sure you're 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 clean and you're ready to go so make sure to head over head over to manscape.com and use promo code sgp all right coming off of the break let's jump into these player props for this schedule tonight uh scott i'll give you the floor first buddy uh what's your first player prop
1: so i actually have to ask you a question because i have an option of two for one player and I'm not going to give out both. But I do want to ask, what's the maximum amount of juice I'm allowed to lay on a prop?
0: I've given out minus 155 uh, okay. when I took Jaron Jackson Jr. to get over two and a half steals and okay. blocks. And I didn't mind laying the juice on that. So
1: Okay, so I was asking because mine's minus 140. Okay. But if that was too much, I would have given out an alternative one that was like minus 105. So starting off, I'm going to go with the Suns game against the Jazz. And I'm looking at Bismack Biyombo. Over 10 and a half rebounds at minus 140 on uh, really just a couple of sites. But main reasons why Aiton and McGee are both out. Yep. So Phoenix has Biombo and Jalen Smith. That's pretty much it. Biombo has been really good lately. He's recorded at least 13 rebounds in three of the last four games. And they just played against Utah. And he recorded 16 points and 13 rebounds. So Utah couldn't really stop him with Gobert being out. I just saw a White side struggle with him, so I expect a similar script in this one. But ten and a half rebounds at minus one forty for a guy who's pretty much the only center they have on the team right now. Thanks a lot. I'm taking that all day every day.
0: Yeah, when we were talking about this game this morning, I was like, that front court is depleted for the Phoenix Suns without Amin McGee and
1: and Biombo's always been a good rebounder.
0: Yeah, and he's going to have to step into the obvious that starting lineup now, and he's going to play significant minutes for the um, for the uh, Phoenix Suns here tonight. So. Um, that was a player that I was looking at as well as far as you know, either blocks um, or, or rebounding. So I'm glad that you're on that one. That just gives me more confidence to get on that.
1: I might um, look for an alternative if I can find even yeah. like a 14-plus rebounds or 15-plus rebounds. I do think Biombo could be in line for a huge game yeah. because he's been hovering around 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. If he gets boosted because he plays well to 34, maybe 35 – He's had some 20 rebound games in the past. I mean, it's mostly with like Toronto and company, but still, he has the ability and we know Whiteside can't shoot. So he's just going to pack himself in the middle the entire time. Biombo really could go for 16 and 16 here. So I do think if you want to look for alternative rebound numbers, you might find a very nice plus price.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that like you said, our uh, three out of the last four games for Biombo, he's gotten 13 or more rebounds um, for the Phoenix Suns. And now and I think he's gonna have to play significant minutes here tonight, like I said, uh, or you know, both we both said that. No, uh, JaVale McGee and no DeAndre Ayton um, for the Phoenix Suns. And I'll stay in that same game on that same team. And um, we talked about this on the NBA gambling pod this morning. And I love Devin Booker here tonight uh to get over 28 and a half points here. For the Phoenix Suns, these two teams did match up uh, on Sunday against each other. And, um, or sorry, on Monday. And uh, on 35 shots, Devin Booker took. He scored 33. He didn't have a great shooting night. He was only 14 of 35 from the field, three of 13 from three point land. He still scored 33 points. But there's something about um, Devin Booker going up against this uh, Utah Jazz team that he loves to play against. And you know, like I mentioned, against the Jazz, he had 33 in the last game. Previous to that, 31, 35, a couple of 25, 24-point games. He's also had a 59-point game against them, which was a couple years ago. But I think, again, with all the guys that are out for the um, uh, Phoenix Suns, uh, Jay Crowder's out for this game. Cam Payne is out for this game, so I think that – Chris Paul and especially Devin Booker have to play some significant minutes here tonight for the Phoenix Suns. And if he's getting the same shot volume, I would not be surprised if he's getting anywhere in the range of 45 to 50 points. And we discussed this at volumes on the NBA Gambling Podcast this morning. Um, It's been two years since Kobe Bryant and uh, Gigi passed away. And, you know, that's going to be talked about a lot by teams and, and, and players that, you know, that followed. Kobe Bryant very closely, and we know Devin Booker was one of those guys, so I think that he's just going to go out and fall out here tonight uh, for the Phoenix Suns. So give me, uh, Devin Booker, over 20, let's say 28.5 at minus 115 right now uh, points for the Phoenix Suns here tonight against the Utah Jazz. Scott?
1: Yeah, we know a lot of players uh, had close relationships to Kobe off the court. Yeah. I've, I didn't give out this play, but if you do want to go for another one, mm-hmm. Trey Young. I think it's gonna have a huge night against Sacramento because yep. we've seen young in the past have huge nights on Kobe night yep. And the Kings cannot guard anybody. So if you do want to go for a long shot, uh Trey to score 40 or something, I do think Trey could be in line for a huge game. But uh looking at my second prop, it's gonna be in the same game that we've been talking about for the entire prop cast so far. The Suns and Jazz game. And I'm taking the point God. I'm taking Chris Paul double double at minus 120 because how do I not? Uh, I don't really know what more I have to add. He's recorded at least 11 assists in, assists in each of the last four games. He's played at least 32 minutes in nine of his last 10 games. We mentioned how Phoenix is going to be a bit shorthanded. He might have to play more. He just played against Utah, had a casual 27-14-9. and nine. Chris Paul fourth in the fourth quarter, might be a top four player in the league. It's actually just insane how good he is in the fourth quarter of games. Oh, yeah. As a segue, because mm-hmm. against Utah in that game, he was absolutely unbelievable in that fourth quarter. But you're going to give me double double at minus 120 for a guy who's just walking into double digit assists every game. Sure. Give me the minus 120.
0: Yeah. I, I think we were talking about, or you had mentioned this in the Slack channel when they played each other uh, um, on Monday, and he absolutely just took over that fourth quarter. It was disgusting. Ball. Yeah. I mean this guy's just getting better with age and and it's just crazy to see what he's what he's able to do uh especially in fourth quarters and let's add like four straight games here where he's had double digit assists. I believe mm-hmm. he leads the league in assists right now. Um or... he,
1: I believe so, but he's definitely up there. Worst yeah. case scenario is top 3.
0: Top 3, yeah. So uh, can't argue against a play with Chris Paul getting assists just in the high IQ guy. Uh, for the Phoenix Suns, uh, especially in those fourth quarters. Um, for my next player prop, I'm going to go over to uh, that Memphis Grizzlies and the San Antonio Spurs game here tonight. I'm going to take one of the best players in the league so far this season, obviously, John Morant, uh, for um, the Memphis Grizzlies here tonight. There's another team that's battling injuries. Um Across the board, right? I still think that uh, Desmond Bain is questionable here tonight. We know Kyle Anderson's out. Dylan Brooks is out. Tyus Jones is also out. So it's going to have to be the John Moran show. And it's been the John Moran show for the entire season, but in particular over the last four games here, uh, John Moran has scored 35, 38, 33, 25, Um, for the Memphis Grizzlies in that previous match of the season against the uh, San Antonio Spurs on New Year's Eve. John Moran scored 30 points in that game. He was 12 of 18 from the field in 32 minutes. They won that game by 13 points. And uh, tonight I see his number listed at 29 and a half. I think that he's going to get over this number of uh, 30 or more here tonight against San Antonio Spurs, which has been a team that has struggled a little bit against the point guard position um, over the past several uh, weeks here. Um, Let me see if I can filter this down and get you an exact number. Um, They're giving up 22 points, but I think that, you know, especially like I said, with all the injuries, John Moran's going to have to step up like he has. So I'm going to take Moran over 29 and a half. And by the way, another guy that's a Kobe, uh, uh, that had a close relationship with Kobe Bryant. So I think he'll go out and ball here tonight for the Memphis Grizzlies.
1: Spurs are also on a back-to-back, Yeah, worth mentioning. So, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, I think that blowout uh, potential is there, but I think, again, Morant's a guy that can get this done in three quarters, possibly, for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Let's get to your last one, Scott. What do you got?
1: So, I actually picked a different game for once, so we're actually okay. spreading it around <laughs> a little bit. I think the annoying part, though, about trying to wait for back-to-back games is they upload the player props so late Yeah, that you only have access to, like, four games for the majority of the time and then they'll upload the other ones randomly. Yep. But there is one play I like in the Knicks Heat game, and it's really, really obscure, but I do like it. It's Gabe Vincent under two and a half rebounds at minus 120, which sounds nuts because rebounds are kind of lucky, but Vincent has really been terrible at rebounding lately. He's recorded less than three rebounds in each of his last six games, Adebayo, of course, did return to the lineup, so he takes up a lot of space, and he's also averaging 9.9 rebounds per game. And one of the most important parts is the fact that Tyler Hero is supposed to come back off the COVID protocol tonight, which means Vincent should get a lot less minutes because Hero is clearly a better player. So the point is Vincent was getting a bunch of minutes as the starting point guard with uh, Lowry being out. He was playing 30-plus minutes per game. Now, with Hero back, I expect Vincent to get a decent amount of, let's say, bench time in this game. I think he'll probably be hovering around 25 minutes, maybe a little bit less. But you're going to give me a guy under two and a half rebounds who's gone under in each of his last six games and Hero's back. He should get less minutes. I got to take the under two and a half.
0: You went uh, went inside the well to find this one. I Uh, only had three (laughs) games.
1: I had three games on the overnight. I was doing my best.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, if you're going to find these type of gems, why not? I mean, yeah, 100%. Uh, uh, again, I, we talk about, I think the theme kind of has been finding that value in guys that either are, are, are out of the lineup or coming back and, and, and finding those player props like you just did with Gabe Vincent, especially with Tyler Hero coming back and, and obviously the stats that all back it up, so I can't argue against it here. Um, I'm staying chalky here today. I, I mean, I've highlighted two star players or all-star players. And I got to go with the reigning MVP here tonight. Nikola Jokic give me the over 47 and a half points, rebounds and assists for Joker. I mean,
1: it's going to be a bloodbath.
0: It's going to be yeah, this guy should have his way tonight against the uh, interior of the Brooklyn Nets or lack thereof. I mean, last night against the Detroit Pistons 28 point, we talked about it, 28 points, 21 rebounds, nine assists. Um, He's dropped a, all, near triple doubles and about what six straight games here he's been a couple mm-hmm. stats off. Scores at will, um, so he should have his way tonight. Just don't see who's going to be able to stay in front of um, the Joker here tonight. I did uh, this was brought up tonight, and I want to get your thoughts on this, uh, Scott, as well as that I said to Terrell that what do you think about James Harden and Jokic to record a triple double here tonight? Uh, I think the only
1: game. things, yeah. I think the only thing stopping you is going to be blowout potential because the Nets were in a competitive game for the most part against the Lakers. I know there's no travel involved, but they're already shorthanded. It's a back-to-back. I know it's a back-to-back for uh, Denver as well, but that Nets-supporting cast is just so terrible. Now, I'm not saying that the Nuggets-supporting cast is great by any means either, but do you expect that to be a really high-scoring game or no? Because both the Nets and the Nuggets – aren't exactly up-tempo teams
0: i think the first half uh probably is higher scoring uh between these two squads um if you kind of just break it down by um just filtrate by first halves i think that we'll probably see a higher scoring first half and then maybe see some tired legs in the second half because both these teams are on a back-to-back uh situation i think this is the third uh, game in four nights for both of these teams so um, I think we saw it last night where the first half total went uh, over for the Lakers and the uh, Nets in the second half, especially that fourth quarter for both of these teams really scored down 32 points scored combined in the uh, Nets game. And then 31, it was 33 for the Denver Nuggets. So I think the scoring will probably happen in the first half for these teams.
1: I think that's the concern is that you're looking at a second half with tired legs. Yeah. And I feel like the projections of, Oh, Jokic has, 15, five and five in the first half or, or Harden has 16, six and five. Yeah. And then you see 40 points in the fourth quarter and all of a sudden all your props and the actual pace that you're on dies. So I feel yeah. like that's the concern. you talk talking about a two pick parlay for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was just a thought that we're throwing out. there. Just put a parlay together for both of them. Just, I mean, just, I mean, just like a pizza, bed, nothing, nothing exciting, just because it's James Harden and Nikola Jokic, triple double guys.
1: Yeah, I would compare the price between the two triple-doubles and the same-game parlay odds if you just parlay the rebounds, assists, and points and everything like that. So you can get a six-pick there compared to the regular two-pick for a Mm triple-double. I'm not sure what the odds are going to be in terms of which one's better or not, but just remember to do that so you can actually compare. Because every now and then, you can find a bit of disparity where Mm -hmm. a triple-double is going to be plus 250, but Mm -hmm. you plug in the actual numbers and you can find plus 350. Yeah. And you sense. can just take that instead. So just keep that in mind if you're looking for triple doubles.
0: Okay. Yeah, that, that that's a great point. Um, that's our picks. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll identify best bets and get any final thoughts. Um, so we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The only thing that's more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs is prop swapping the NFL playoffs. Last weekend was PropSwap's biggest week ever, as bettors from across the country cashed in on the Super Bowl futures. Like Zach from Colorado, who sold a $100, 150 to 1 Super Bowl ticket for $1,500. Zach locked in his profit when he turned his $100 bet into $1,500, and the buyer got better odds than any sports book. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll, find, you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today, PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash. and. Your first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. Also buy to buy better fantasy fantasy season may be over, but action is still coming in on Better Fantasy app. Download their free to play app today to be on player props for the NFL playoffs. You can also enter their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity along the way. It's solely free to play. You'll earn better credits and completing challenges and use them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide in all 50 states. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com SGPN. And don't forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the app store and Google play store. The app gives you easy access to all of our free picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right. Coming off of the break, let's get into our best bets. Start. I'll give you the floor first, sir. Best bet for tonight. What do you got?
1: So no events to Gabe Vincent. I'm going back to the sun's game. I'm looking at the first play I gave out. It's going to be Biombo, and I'm taking him over 10 and a half rebounds. I know it's juicy at minus 140. I really have no idea how I'm supposed to say no to this. You have no Aiton, no McGee. He's put up 13-plus rebounds in three of the last four. He just had 13 rebounds against Utah. Gobert's not playing. I know Whiteside has no offensive talent, so Biombo should not be in foul trouble at any point in this game. Yeah, He's just going to sit in the paint and guard Whiteside, so he should be in perfect spot for rebounding. And the Suns, genu- uh, I'd say, generally with Bridges, play a bit smaller, mm-hmm. so he shouldn't have to really compete much with his teammates for boards. I think Biombo finishes with 15, but 10 and a half. I got to take that all day, every day.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to argue against it again. I think that he should see a lot of minutes here tonight, like you highlighted, without McGee, without Eaton. Uh, so he's going to have to ink in that front end and guarding us on white side in the paint. The rebounding opportunities to have sh- will be there. He's done that all throughout his career, so um, yeah, definitely should get over this number. Um, for my best bet, I'm going to go with Devin Booker here tonight. Give me the over 28 and a half points for Booker. Um, again, the injuries that I talked about or sorry, 29 and a half for Booker. Um, the injuries that we talked about with the guys being out: uh, Crowder, Payne, um, a couple other guys that he's going to have to play minutes here tonight got up 35 uh, shots against the uh, jazz on that Monday night game. Um, Probably see some similar shot volume, but I think he should have a better shooting night. And just added to the fact about, you know, Kobe Bryant here tonight, these guys are going to go out and play. And I think Devin Booker is a prime candidate for that as well, uh, as well as John Moran. And uh, also, as you highlighted, um, Scott Trey Young also should have a big game. So buying best bet tonight, Devin Booker over 29 and a half points, minus one Oh four. Uh, that's going to bring us to the end of it. Scott, any final thoughts or anything else you see for the NBA slate tonight?
1: Well, that was the thing. is I remember for the last prop cast, I believe my plays themselves were okay. But then I gave out some leans after the thing in this segment. And I think I won almost everything here. Where I talked about triple doubles for DeJounte Murray. And I talked about a Trey Young 35+. plus. I believe he scored 37 in that game. So this segment has actually been decent after I gave out the picks. But (laughs) as of right now, I'm mostly just looking at Trey Young. And I feel like the Kings are going to give a better effort after the no-show they had yesterday. Mm -hmm. But Atlanta seems to have turned it around a little bit, which is a good sign. The Kings might be without Fox anyway, so it could get ugly. If they're without Fox, maybe look into a Halliburton assist number if you can find it, because if he will be playing point guard, we know Halliburton is very selfless with the ball so he might be able to go for a double double i'd look Mm -hmm. for something like that if fox is out but trey i can really see a 40 bomb here because jalen brown had 30 last game jason tatum on the same team at 36 so the kings we know can't guard anybody and young is definitely let's just say willing to shoot the ball a bunch (laughs) i think there's a good chance young can go for 35 or 40 in this game as i said in the last game against uh I'm trying to remember who they were playing against. I said that. Was that against uh, who was Atlanta? That against?
0: Let me yeah. see here
1: quick. I'm play. trying to remember who that was against.
0: Was it against Charlotte? Uh, Yeah, the last game that the – yeah, they played against Charlotte. Young at
1: 37. For, I forgot who they were playing.
0: He played – he had 30 against Charlotte. Miami, oh, it wasn't he had Charlotte. 28 against Miami. Game I before think it was, that? was probably the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, he had 30. Timberwolves, he had 37.
1: Yeah. Okay, so it was that one. Yeah, I yeah. remember because the total was in the 230s. I like the over 35 and a half or 35. Okay. I like plus 300. I don't know what the odds are tonight. I got to check uh, on that. I can check that right now. Plus
0: 220. For a 35? Yeah, on Fanduel. Oh.
1: Okay, I think that's tempting. Uh, what's the odds on 40?
0: Uh, plus
1: 560. Okay, I'm trying to figure out if that's actually worth it or not.
0: I think 35 is probably more safer. I, yeah. kinda, let me see what was the last time Trey Young scored 40.
1: I was kind of um, hoping for something in the sixes or sevens, if I was going to get 40 plus, but yeah, five is a bit short for me. Yeah. I would probably just go for 35 plus a plus two twenty.
0: Yeah. I think 35 is that kind of that threshold right now for Trey yeah. young, but you know I mean? He had 56 against the Portland trailblazer. So if we think that, yeah, the there Sacramento is a lot Kings, potential. Yeah. But have the same, uh, backcourt defense as the Portland trailblazer, then the potential is there for sure.
1: Yeah. But I'll go 35 plus. I'll hope he has a Tatum game. I mean, Tatum, as we said before, the Celtics won by fifty plus. He still scored thirty six. Yeah. So I do think that Young could have thirty five plus.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Uh, I'm going to try to put some parlays together here with these uh, plus odds, or just play them straight up with just buying up the numbers for Devin Booker, Jumper. You do
1: Yeah, you're doing a Kobe parlay.
0: Yeah, and we had talked about this morning, and uh, well, Terrell kind of led me to this uh, about the Kobe parlay with those three guys. So um, yeah, we'll see if we can get some nice, juicy numbers out here for tonight. Anything else, Scott? And let the people know where they can find you, man.
1: Uh, so I don't really have anything else. I was trying to find some stuff, but a couple of injuries are still up in the air. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. jump the gun and then it turns out somebody's playing or not playing and you kind of get screwed by it. So mm-hmm. I'm also going to try young as the alternative play here. Yeah. A uh, yogurt's triple double, I think, is tempting. Uh, yeah. You mentioned it before. I think it's around plus 175 unless you throw in to win with it but that's going to be a little bit dicey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me though at Reichel radio on Twitter, R-E-I-C-H-E-L radio. Besides that doing my daily YouTube live stream on the winners and winers channel. So check that out. That airs at three o'clock every weekday. Uh, besides that got my daily pick show every night on the same winners and Winners YouTube page, still doing a bunch of editing for the sports gambling podcast network, still doing article writing and, yeah, still guest appearing in podcasts. So keep him busy and hopefully make some money tonight.
0: Yeah, 100%. A great uh, night of games in the NBA here tonight. Uh, definitely find uh, Scott on his YouTube uh, channel and, and his show that they do and also on his Twitter account. Uh, make sure to follow Scott there. Um, that is going to bring us to the end of the propcast. cast. Uh, Scott, you and uh, Terrell are going to be doing the NBA pod tomorrow.
1: Uh yes, uh, and I do have to ask you one question before we wrap up, though. Yeah. Because I asked you this last week, and I don't know what your strategy was, but you're hanging in there. Uh, did you hedge yeah. on Green Bay, and are you hedging on the Rams? I did not
0: hedge on Green Bay. I need I the got, update
1: every week. I got very
0: very game. lucky there. Okay. At this point, I even though I think they're going to win the game, the Niners. I, I think I'm gonna have to get down on at least the Rams to either win the Super Bowl and then hedge from there, or maybe just like play them on the money line this week. Um, even though I think they're going to win, but what, what are you thinking? do you think? Do you think the Niners pull it off or the Rams win?
1: I think it's it's a really tough call because the Rams on paper are better. Yeah, but of course McVeigh's been owned by Shanahan. Yeah. For- pretty much the entire career that they've yeah. had. So it's tough. I still don't exactly trust Jimmy G Stafford played really well against Tampa, but the defensive line in particular for the 49ers absolutely destroyed Stafford in that week 18 game, yeah. which is why the second half completely fell on its head. I expect to be really competitive. I really think it's a tough call because it's the third matchup the season between this team, between the teams. It can go either way. Boy, it's really a tough call because on one hand you want to let it ride because yeah. it is the sports gambling podcast network, but on the other hand, it's your money and you want it now. So it's it's up to you, man. I think you can go either way.
0: Yeah, I'm going to dig into a little more, but um, I, I think I, I'm going to have to uh, hedge it at least to cover my initial investment okay. um, of what I put down on some of these futures. So now, uh, my question
1: for you is, yeah. Would you be willing to gamble as a hedge on some look-ahead Super Bowl lines, or is that too premature?
0: I think the NFC is probably going to, oh, well without Kansas City there.
1: I'm assuming we're penciling Kansas City in, but if Cincinnati shocks the world Ugh. and beats Kansas City, I'm assuming you expect the Niners to beat the, the, uh, the Bengals. Yeah. So you wouldn't hedge that anyway? No. So would you do a look-ahead line right now And take Kansas City over because I know that FanDuel and some other books have posted look headlines already. Of course, if that matchup doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. you simply get your money back. But there might be something you want to look into.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to see. I'll have to dig around on FanDuel or or, uh, on see if uh, the DraftKings has it as well on the look ahead line. But yeah, definitely a uh, tough uh, predicament, we can say. But man, I'm trying not to be biased, but I think the 49ers do pull it off. But uh, I, I think at this point, I'm, I'm going to have to put something down. On, I was going to uh, say, by the Raiders.
1: way, they have forecasts where I'm pretty sure if it doesn't happen, you'll lose. Mm-hmm. But if the Chiefs beat the Niners right now, it's plus 430.
0: I think the are not. Yeah, yeah, that's a good number.
1: Of course, in that case, not the actual look at spreads you'd lose if that matchup does not happen. Right. Yeah. But I am curious if you will start to dig and maybe find some ways of potentially hedging, because I'm assuming if Kansas City makes it to the Super Bowl, whatever the line is, money's going to fly in on Kansas City.
0: Yeah. So the thing is, right now, I do have a future at around five to one on the Chiefs as well.
1: Oh, okay. So that yeah. I was not aware of. Okay. Yeah, never
0: mind. yeah. so yeah. So the only thing I, I, I do have a little liability is that I don't have any anything on the Rams right now. So I'm trying to possibly Even the maybe,
1: Rams can be Kansas City.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think the thing with the Patrick Mahomes is gonna be is that if you're able to generate some type of pressure to out on him like Tampa Bay did last year. I think that you're having an opportunity to beat him. And if we get the rematch between the Niners and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, do I trust Kyle Shanahan not to fuck it up for a third or fourth time? I'm not very confident on that. But See, you
1: should be rooting for that because if the Niners and Shanahan blow it again, that means life. they're winning in the fourth quarter so you can hit the eject button.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Or I'll just have to take a live bet on a yeah, live
1: hedge. They're up 14. You're like, I've seen this before. Yeah. Give me the Chiefs money line, or like plus 300.
0: Yeah, that'll be a good number to uh, dig around for, for sure. But yeah, uh, if I hedge anything, uh, I will put it on my Twitter. If not, we will discuss it again next week when we know who is going to be in the Super Bowl. But With that being said, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the PropCast today. Um, Like I said, Scott and Terrell will be back for the NBA Gambling Podcast tomorrow. We'll be back for the PropCast for the NBA and the uh, championship uh, games this weekend for the NFL uh, for the PropCast on Friday as well. So look out for that. Till then, good luck with your bets tonight. Uh, Let's break these books off and let it ride.